It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Keith Arthur and welcome to the Strange Boat Podcast. If you're aware of my old Tight Lines TV show on Sky, you'll know we regularly featured up-and-coming young anglers. We had our Young Angler of the Year competition running each year, but occasionally visited and challenged young match anglers who were making a name for themselves. This year, I'm so proud to say that two of those youngsters made their debuts for England teams. Joe Jagger, who'll be with me in the future, and May Potter, who I'm delighted to say joins me now. It's great to see you, May. It's lovely to see you too, Keith. Yeah, but when, I, when we went fishing together, my hair was very dark, almost black, yeah, and now it isn't. Yeah. And your hair was very dark, almost black, and it still is. Still is, yeah, still is. <laughs> For a while. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it been? It's, been? it's been good, been busy, catching a few fish and, yeah, been really good. Now, it must be best part of 20 years since we came to York to fish with you. I, I can't for the life of me recall where we fished, but you'll tell me in a minute, I dare say. But I'll never forget dinner. Oh, yeah. Dinner. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> mum, mum cooking you the buffet and us eating it on our knees. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, just, she sent me a recipe the other day, you know, and, and well, a couple of weeks ago, and even the bits to do it with, the stuffed chicken wings, which I dare say you've had a time or two. Yeah, yeah, we've had a few of those. Yes, she said your dad yeah. made a great big hole in them. <laughs> yeah, they're yummy, very <laughs> yummy. Yeah, that would be. So where did we go? Did we go to Woodlands? Went to Woodlands at first. Did we? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was the um, sort of first commercial I learned how to fish on. Because I started off on the rivers, so um, it's it sort of like uh, as I started as a junior in the clubs and stuff. They, a lot of people were going on commercial venues, so I thought, oh, I'll have a, da- a dabble at that. And um, so Woodlands was like my regular stomping ground, and uh, as much as spare time as I had after school, I'd be there. And so um, uh, yeah, when I got the chance to challenge you, I thought I'll uh, I'll see if you'll come up to. To Woodlands and see if I can try and beat him. You mean see if I'll come up to scratch? That's what you really yeah. mean. <laughs> see if it's see if it's not all wind and water chatting yeah. on the telly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a great day. I, I don't remember. I can't remember what we caught, and I definitely can't remember the result. But um, um, I can. It was very. Cl- I think there was four ounces. Yeah. Four ounces when we weighed in, but I lost a fish at the net. Just as the cameras are running over, and that would have got me the the win. I was I was gutted. I did the same to Jimmy Bullard <laughs> and Emma Pickering. Oh. <laughs> I've done it to everybody. You know, it, it, I think I've got a, a timekeeper that's on my side. But it was a really good day. I mean, you how, how old were you then? I, you were very young. I think I must have been about nine or ten. Really? Yeah. Not much more than that. No, it can't be more than that. No. Yeah. And there was a couple of ounces in it, yeah, blimey. Yeah, yeah, and I was, cool. I was, I must have been nearly 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just leave it at that now anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what started you off fishing? Um, Dad took me. Um, he used to go off every weekend and I was like, well, where are you going? 
as you, as you are when you're young. And then he says, oh, you're too young, you won't like it, you won't sit still. And then uh, he, and anyway, I nagged him that much. He ended up taking me once, gave me a pint of mag- tub of maggots and, and a top kit, and that was it. He was stuck with me going with him <laughs> forever now. So, yeah, yeah. Good. And was it always the sort of match type of fishing rather than going sitting around on the swale or a wolf for a child um, or a barbell or something? No, it was just I enjoyed – well, I still enjoy any sort of fishing. I just love being on the bank. I don't mind what I'm catching. I don't even mind if I don't catch. I just enjoy being out. That's, I really uh, enjoy being out on the bank. That's quite a good way to be, especially this weather yeah. when it can be uh, – it yeah. cannot be – um, that pleasant you, you were part i think you had the, like the tiniest little browning kit on when we when yeah. we fished with you didn't you were, were you part of a browning team was um, it browning juniors i can't remember uh it was i i don't i wasn't part of a team as such um i i think it was we didn't have much money when i was younger so um every little helped and I heard about these people who had sponsorships and stuff so I, I can remember going to um, the big one show and walking mm-hmm. around and sort of like talking to companies and asking what it involved and everything and what you needed to do for it all and um and that was it and sort of walking out and then I got a tap on the shoulder and it was Bob, Bob Nutt turned around it was Bob Nutt stood there in front of me I'm like oh my uh, and then um he's, he says oh well I am a you all right and he says oh well done for last weekend and well done you've been catching a few fish and um he said I, I was just absolutely gobsmacked and um it was it was it was like you've got like one of your heroes coming up to you saying well done to you and um he was he sort of just then a couple of the other chaps, um, Tom Stringfellow came over, and um, there's a couple of other chaps who came over from the Browning um stand. And this, what about a sponsorship? And I was like, all right, yeah. And, and I didn't have a clue what it, I didn't, I, it, it was all very new back then because I was only sort of probably like 11 or something, 12. Yeah. And it, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't sort of like, in your face like it is nowadays so i was like yeah yeah do i get a free t-shirt and a hat and they're like oh yeah 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 you get that and then um, that was it really and then i just i went to the european meetings with them which i thought was brilliant the brand used to have like a european meeting somewhere in europe like went to germany um we went to holland and and it was like all the different team browning teams all over come and meet and have like a social weekend and you learned so much and you got to meet so many different people it was just it it was like a big browning family it, it was fantastic to be part of that's incredible at that age isn't it to yeah get, yeah get that kind really of chance yeah. and and quite, i suppose it, it's quite unusual in a way that you've you've never really had burnout have you You've you've never got fed up with it and said that's it no more. Um, I, I got mean, to go on. I got to about um, sixteen, seventeen, and then I think because I'd been out and fished every every weekend or days off or holidays, I was out fishing. I, I just I I had it was and it was probably between like you know when you finish school and you you're trying to work out what, what you're doing. I had I think eight years out, nine years out. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Qu- what, completely quite a, out? Completely out, yeah. And then Dad was at Woodlands one day, and uh, I was driving up to see um, see him, and then he said, oh, I'm just at Woodlands. So I went, oh, I'll pop down and fetch you a sandwich and a, a can of pop. I've gone. To, that was it. That was it. He was like, get off the box. I'm having a go. And th- that was that was four years ago. It's been yeah, as quick four. as that. You, God, I, I know, I mean, I don't, because I don't, get involved with match fishing like I used to anymore. I don't read and and, and get – I'm not in touch with, with that yeah, kind of circuit yeah, anymore. Yeah. So so I don't see it. And I knew, knew your name had disappeared, but you don't – oh, your name wasn't that visible. But it doesn't mean you're not there and you're not winning. There are so yeah. many matches and so many little yeah. micro circuits these days. But before – and this, that was before – Facebook was a, the, the thing it is now in fishing. Yeah. So now I, I, I see more fishing on, on social media um, than, than I do in, in – well, it's only the Anglian Times now, really, and, and yeah. they've got a restricted amount of, of room for match fishing. So you don't see much there. 
But it, now it's now it's on social media. I come back and there was May. I thought, oh, she'd always been there, but you had that long off. Yeah, yeah. Like, now I, I look back at it and I think, oh, wow. I'll, how did I – like, I get itchy feet if I don't go, like, for five days. So, it, it, yeah, I don't understand how I did nine, nine years. But that nine years and coming back, I've had to relearn. There's so much has changed and how there's different st- – oh, and the tackle's changed and – it, I've had to re kind of relearn a lot of things, but it's just made me want it more. I love learning. I'm like a sponge. I love learning th- things and taking in things and tweaking things. To Dad's always taught me listen to every little bit of information people give you mm. and just take the little bits that will suit to your sort of fishing. And that's probably so, done you the greatest favour, you know, because you knew the bricks and mortar you knew how to fish you yeah. knew how to stand on a pair of ice skates if you're an right, ice yeah. skater but so you already had the basic skills if you like the, the motor yeah. skills you yeah. had you, you could cast you could lower a float in you could feed you could do all that but as you're saying that that eight or nine years was probably the biggest quantum leap in match fishing that this country's ever seen oh god yeah when, yeah definitely. When, when i see some of the youngsters today and, and you see people, see like the crossover people like Jamie Hughes, Andy May, people that have been going com- in the commercial scene for a yeah. long time. You, you realise how talented they are on, on yeah. the Steve Ringers and everything. But then you see some of the youngsters, like Christian Jones, for example, and they're different gravy. Yeah. And, and whereas Andy and, and, and Jamie and, and that lot, Bagger even, Andy Bennett, they've had to sort, they've evolved to where they are now. But people like Christian came in on the ground floor of that. Yeah, yeah. They came in when it was all, when the kind of fishing that you need to do these days yeah. was already a thing. And, and yeah. that, I mean, when I, I, I watched some of his stuff on on, um, on social media and he did a film with Jimmy Bullard a few couple of weeks, a few weeks ago yeah. now in a fishery down here that he'd never seen before. And he gave Bullard a right spanking. And, and and Jimmy is a very, very good angler. You know, people think, oh, he's, he's patronised because he's a footballer and famous, but he's not. He, he, will beat, he will beat pros at fishing, golf, snooker, darts. He is just, it's a bit like Will Raisin, actually. Yeah. Will, Will Raisin is exactly the same. Good at everything. Great hand-eye, hand-eye coordination. But, I mean, I saw, I saw Jimmy standing there watching Chris fishing and he was like entranced. It was like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. And I can't remember what weight he had. But, I mean, Jimmy quit and, and was standing watching. But he had a massive weight for – it's not always the greatest fishery where they went. But but it, it, it was a, just just incredible to watch him. I watched him when he won Fishermania. I can't, couldn't see much because I'm stuck in a position with a microphone in my hand and, and earphones in – or head yeah, earphones in. So you can only see from that distance. But – when I watched it back, you see how he changed things, and 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 he it was like he knew what was going to happen. And it's like it's all it, the like you can't. It's just happened. It's it's an, it's yeah. instant. It's like they don't think. It's just it's just automatic. Yes, it's just completely natural, you know. And yeah. I, I think back to in, in, in my day with the stick float anglers, and there were some anglers that were just like that with a stick float. You know, yeah. you, you, I, I had the misfortune one day to draw next to John Allerton, and, oh, and yeah. I've, I've, I've had my backside kicked by a few people <laughs> down the years, but not so much on the stick float. Pretty good. I used to be pretty good stick float fishing, but Ali just it was a venue I don't like, and it was a venue that's not the kind of stick float fishing I like. But I had nine pound, and he had twenty four pound. Well, yeah. And the the sick thing is I could actually have beaten him, but I had a big snag in my peg and lost quite a few chub. But if I'd have beaten him or even got close to him that, that day, it would have been the biggest injustice there's ever been because he had 24-pound of roach. And it, it's just, you know, you watch him and you think, well, yeah, I ain't going to be able to do that. Um, so I'll have to do something different. But, uh, yeah, and, and the, some of the newcomers and some of the new, new lads are, are like that now. And getting younger still so you said you you started on rivers was that before you break yeah um so we i'd obviously gone to just sort of like a i think it was sesse the oaks at sesse uh with dad 
just with like a chair sat next to him on the peg. And then obviously the, we've got the river Swale going through the village that um, mm. mum and dad live in. And they used to run matches. And so dad was like, oh, well, we'll, we'll enter you because you can catch a few fish. And, you know, and we used to spend hours down there on a night just like running a float down and just, and it was brilliant. Just learning where to chuck in where and what's happening with the water. So yeah, that that's how how we started, and uh, yeah, I just love being near water. Yeah, I did a film there one day with um, with Rita Bell. Do you, you Rita, yeah, no Rita. Yeah, Rita. Um, we we fished in the Jack Purchase mixed pairs together. Yeah. Very very unlucky. We got beat by um by Dave and Linda Brind. They beat us with the last yeah. cut. He netted a fish after the whistle that cost the point that lost us oh. the, the mixed pairs. But, and, but um, Rita did brilliant. But we did a film with her on the on the swale, and uh, we caught some chub and and a couple of barbel. I think just on the waggler running it down the far side, and the cameraman only bought one mic. Not the cameraman, we had a sound man in those days, and they only bought one mic that worked. So we had to sit next to each, stand next to each other in the middle of the river. So it was almost like turns each is to trot down. And and she'd be talking to my chest or I'd be talking to her chest. <laughs> it was the only way we could get a sound on the mic, which was, uh, which was a funny thing. She was great fun, Linda. Um, Rita, great, great fun. Rita's really, good, really yeah. good angler as well. And she had a tackle shop then. She was. Um, she did, yeah. York yeah. Tackle, yeah, was, yeah. was hers. And, and and Linda, was Linda Acom angling? Yeah, Acom angling. That's where I did my work experience at uh, Linda's. Did yeah, you? Linda Mix, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was another character. Very, such great anglers. I mean, people say that in, in the old days of, of, of cricket, if you wanted a fast bowler, you whistled down the pit and a fast bowler had come up. And it, it's a bit like that in some parts of Yorkshire for top anglers. There are so many come from that part of the world. Maybe yeah. it's because I I always thought it was because the fishing was hard. Most of the fishing yeah. was hard and, and you had to learn to catch fish that were difficult. So when you got fish that were not so difficult, you could catch a lot. We had yeah. Ali on tight, John Allerton on tight lines, and it, it was a phone in at, at the time. And, and this bloke came and he said, Oh, I'll, I'll fish my local river for roach. I want to catch bigger roach. So Ali said, Well, what I do, he said, I'll start on a 22 to 12 ounce. And if I stop catching, I'll go to a 24. And I could hear this bloke's chin <laughs> hit his chest, you know, because he was thinking, like, 14 could have been a bread. And, and it, but that was Ali's way of fishing a stick float. That was, yeah. that was how he he'd probably still do it today if, it, if if he was still on the stick float. Did did you ever get any kind of international recognition as a junior, or did you quit before um, that came along? I went to a I went to a trial, and then um, I then shortly after that it was when I had my break. So um, I I came after I'd come back. Um, Four years ago, well, it was probably like two years ago. I, I, I really wanted to try again to try and represent my country. So, yeah, I was. I spent hours on the canal and on matches where it was rock hard, and I was literally you'd, you could hear me from like the furthest peg, end peg, me cheering once I got my first fish. And it, some days it would literally be a bite. And you'd, I'd be happy with that, but it were rock. At, but it, p- people don't see that side of it where you they just think, oh, it's all glitz and glam. But it's 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 a grueler sometimes. Yeah, proper grueler. Yeah. But that's fishing, isn't it? That's exactly right. And if it if it was easy all the time, and I suppose some even on what would be a rock hard, difficult day for people these days in a commercial fishery. I mean, I I always said and. I, can't remember how long ago it was, but it was some time ago when it was it was just about probably at the time I started writing Franklin Times, so it's about 35 years ago. I remember saying if I could get five pounds in November and carry it around with me till the end of the season, because it was a close season then, yeah. I would win money more weeks than I didn't. Mm. Just with five pounds. Ten pound, you've got double figures. You know, and very occasionally, some of the good stretches of the Thames, I'd rock up at Medley and might get a 25 or a 30. I've had a couple of 30s at Medley. Down, just You can't see it because it's pitch dark, but just out of my window here, about 300 metres away is the Thames. And uh, that in those days was, was 
it was 125 dace on a match. I used to, my, my target figure in the winter was 125 dace. And if I caught big enough dace, I'd win. But sometimes they, sometimes they were only two and a half ounces, sometimes they were four ounces. And if you got the four ounces, then you'd win. But but on some of the rest of the river, I mean, I've, I've won so much, not money, because you didn't win big money in those days, proportionately so much money with three pound on canals. It, it's unbelievable. 30 roach for three pound on punch bread and... Then it went to Bloodworm and got a bit easier, but uh, yeah, it was it was very very different then. And now that because there's a lot of silver fishing on commercials now, as as the carp dominate everything, and every pleasure angler seems to want to catch carp. Certainly down here, the the roach and, and bream and, and everything else has got loads and loads to eat because the carp get fed, the carp poo it through, yeah. and the roach eat what they don't want. There's there's some massive catches of roach to be and, and bream to be made. I've been looking at um, at the ginger ninja at Matt Godfrey and his, his, what he's, what they're doing at Hallcroft, and that's yeah. just just remarkable. And when we fished that Jack Purchase mixed pairs, when I was just talking about, um, I drew Reed Paul on the, the the last match, the match that we lost by one point. I drew be- I drew between Sandra and Anne, so I got. Sandra Scotthorn here and, and Anne Purchase here. And um, I, 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 I was master of my own downfall. I was quite good at shallow fishing in those days and I was catching rud really quick, really shallow. And I was catching them so quick they couldn't keep up, so I went for carp and caught carp. And and, oh. um, and yeah, exactly. And, and Sa- Sandra, Sandra was the one who cost me a point. She had, a, 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 I had carp as well, but she had one more carp than me, and that, that cost us a point. But um, there was, you couldn't catch rud. You get the very odd skimmer, this all blade size. But there's now some some superb fish in there. Fantastic fishing, yeah, yeah. There's, Did oh, you get yeah, there's, um, I've been um, once or twice, yeah. But there's, there's the problem I've got is I think we've. We've got ridiculous amount of fish fisheries around us, and like I've got the trent that's like in the back garden. You, you, well, you won't be able to see it now, but we you could literally, yeah, it's. I've I've baited it up, and we've got a peg and everything. It's just once you've been at work or you've been fishing all day, you come back and it's like, oh, can't be bothered to walk, to walk back and get a rod to chuck out. Mm, it's as close as as I say. Mine's a, my, it's a, I've got a seven minute walk to me. I've, I've got roach and dace everywhere, and bream almost everywhere. It's a big bream too, but I've, it's a seven minutes walk to my favourite barbel peg, and six minutes walk to my carp peg. But they're yeah. big fish pegs. You you got to fish, you got to fish for them. You can't go there and fish a stick float and hope to catch a barbel, yeah. hope to catch a carp. You you got to fish for them. And I, I'd I had a little spell of doing that about well, I don't know. 10 or 15 years ago and that was quite good fun but I didn't I didn't stay the night or anything I'd go down there catch one and come home uh, yeah. in fact I think the last fish I've, no I've had a few breams since there's quite a lot of sea trout being caught there at the moment oh. for, for some bizarre reason there's we make went the other day and we, we've got a few two pound roach around as well which are which are quite special fish and there's been a few caught this year um, I've not been able to get after them but uh, yeah there's a few about but it's lovely to have that when you want it, you can just right sod it. I'm off down the river. Yeah, See you great. later. Yeah, yeah. But whereabouts? So whereabouts are you on the tidal? Yeah, we're on the tidal bit. We're at Oston Ferry. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. very tidal. Very tidal. Yeah, yeah. And you still got quite a few coarse fish down there. Um, I don't. The chap who lives two doors away, he fishes it regular, and he says he catches like little skimmers and like the odd bream and stuff. But I've oh, been yeah. told that there's there's all sorts. Yeah, in in it where uh, this bit, so yeah, it it be. I will. We will get round to fishing it one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll be stuck in it, and you'll be there. Yeah, yeah you'll get get obsessed with it. Now, um, you, you've been with Alex for a while now, haven't you? And he, he's yeah. he's a really really. I've, I've spoken to him a couple of times. He's a very very nice lad, and 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 um, otherwise I'd have told you he's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, I really, really enjoyed speaking to him. And um, you must work on a lot of things with your fishing together because I know he's at Lindholm. He's, sort of, he's almost a resident pro at Lindholm, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I'd him. say so. Yeah. So if it was a golf course, he'd be the resident pro and yeah. he does a lot of coaching. Do you do coaching, a bit of coaching there too? Um, yeah, I do a bit of coaching as well. Um, uh, yeah, I've got, we've got... 
I've got quite a lot of people who rebook every year around nice. the same time as well, so that's quite nice. And yeah. um, we've actually got a group coaching that we we filled up and we're having to do another one because we've got people on a reserve list who says, oh, why can't you just get on and do another one? So uh, we'll, we'll be doing that shortly. Yeah. And is that so, your, your gainful employment now or do you have a proper job? No, um, I work... Not that that isn't a proper job. I work at a tackle shop as well. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Some days it's like, oh, I'm sick of looking at tackle. You just go tackle blind. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's all right. I enjoy I had quite a few years of doing that, and, and I quite enjoyed it because I really like – it sounds ever so patronising, but I like help, helping people get more out of what they like. So yeah. if, if, I'm on, if I'm on social media and, and I'm currently into cooking stuff outside – Right, so I've got a camado, an egg barbecue, and the Christmas yeah. dinner's done on it, and and I cook all sorts of things. And there's two of us, and I regularly buy ten pound briskets, and you know, <laughs> do those on it. So you know, and, and I, you learn things by doing it. And and it was the same when I was in a tackle shop. I would, although there was no social media then, people would come in and say, "I'm going to so and so, so and so," and I picked up a vast knowledge. Oh, loads of, of people do things a little different. <sighs> it's it's amazing, yeah. and you just think, "Why have I never ever thought about?" that and it, yeah. it and it just it, yeah it's it's great just how people have different ways of like you you go and fish for the same sort of fish but then you do it totally differently and it, yeah. it both both ways work it's it's just yeah. and you yeah, can then give them ideas to uh, yeah things you, to do to try out for you yeah yeah <laughs> how did you get on with that oh was that, oh good yeah okay Let's put that one away we'll yeah, do that see you next there. week yeah. go try yeah. this <laughs> yeah. yeah so it, it, is it a busy old shop yeah it's it's all right it's not too bad actually and um, we we've got like a it's like it's willy worms so um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a customer or i have uh, yes. been a customer yeah <laughs> so yeah we've got a little tax shop on site and it's 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 getting a little bit busier and we're expanding and it, yeah it's, it's steady we're slowly getting a little bit busier and busier so it's good yeah because it's been mail order for a, it was mail order when it was worms it was it was yeah. a company that bred in fact didn't they start Doing composters, uh, yes, long, long time ago, long time ago, they started doing composters. Then did worms for fishing, as far as I can remember, and then they got yeah. in, they're now full time into tackle. As well, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah that's um, that that must be an interesting job. Um, do you get involved in the mail order side as well? Um, no, I get involved with the bait. I like doing the bait sometimes. Yeah. If they're short, I like to jump in and start cleaning maggots and turning casters i do enjoy that side of it as well i don't mind getting oh. my hands mucky now i used to my first job in a tackle shop was in in east london and we were a wholesaler as well and we'd wholesale anything up to a thousand pints of casters a week oh. and that was uh, we had three women working in the basement because it had a cellar this shop right and we had the fridge set at 52 degrees fahrenheit which was perfect because the, 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 you never got a skin, because the, the maggots didn't get hot. Yeah. They never froze. They never chilled. They were that temperature. They came out and they were run at sort of 60 degrees, 16, 17 degrees um, Celsius, which was the perfect temperature to run them. We could leave them out, except in the very, very height of summer, we could leave them out and run them yeah. four times a day. And that was great. We had a really good, really good routine for that, because the, what's the worst part, part of doing casters? Skins skins yeah get rid of the skins and if you can get rid of them before you get one then that's the answer so that yeah we'll, we'll have a teaching one day <laughs> two we used to put um two pints of maggots two pints of sawdust in a four gallon tub and sieve them out and measure them every time so we knew exactly how many maggots we had because we have like this oh there's 52 trays there's 104 gallon of maggots turning we, that, that's how we knew, and we sit, and there'd be piles of empty trays and piles of sawdust and everything. We used to do. It was really, really methodical. Two pints, two two gallons of maggots, two gallons of, of, of sawdust, and a pint of water. That was the recipe, and that kept them all big and plump and everything. And when they got small, we'd sell the maggots as feeder maggots. We used to call feeder them feeder maggots. Yeah, and I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think trying to think how much we were selling maggots for then. I know when I left there. We were paying six pound a gallon, and 
I think when I started, we were selling the feeder maggots for one fifty a gallon. I think they were. I think the bait was costing us about two fifty three quid a gallon then when I first started. That would be in the the early mid seventies, the mid nineteen seventies. Yeah, it, it, it's not. Bait hasn't gone up that much proportionally compared no. compared to other things compared to poles. Yeah. So, is Lindo? Do you like fishing at Lindo? Um, I do. I always say, like, I wonder sometimes because people say, oh, I'll go to the same venue. Uh, I, I think, oh, God, I, I wonder if they ever get bored. But then, like, I think, I bet everyone thinks that were me going to Lindown quite a bit. But the uh, the lakes are so versatile. Like, one, one lake, you could be just, it's just a pole. Or you, another lake, you'll need a waggler, a feeder, uh, your pole as well, and a margin pole. It's, it's all really versatile. You can kind of do what you fancy doing. When you get to like whatever you do on your peg sort of thing, you're not like told, oh, you're on a snake lake, so you have to feed fish with a pole. It, it's all re- it keeps you on your toes and keeps you ticking over and thinking, right? And the fish change. It, it's all, the fishing always changes. It's like if someone says, oh, well, it's casters all the time. It's like no, it isn't. They, they don't want it. Or and like every lake's different as well. Different stock in different lakes. It's 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 good. Good. Yeah, I've, I've been there a couple of times. I don't think I've ever fished there. I've been there a few times. The last time I was there, I was walking around carrying a miniature donkey. A miniature um, donkey. <laughs> just had this this um, baby donkey born. Oh, yeah. And it kept running away. So I, I finished up carrying it. I was walking around with it. <laughs> He's a character, isn't he? But, yeah. but the, that started, wasn't it a trout lake when he, wasn't it a trout lake yes. when he first bought it? yeah. interesting question because i've not fished many commercial fisheries regularly but those i have there's always been a group of people that do exactly the same thing every week and when it's right they win and if they were to change they probably wouldn't be good enough to win at all the other things yeah but i i can think of three or four people used to go to gold valley and they used to fish from sort of may till october They'd fish a ground bait feeder. And then from November to April, they'd fish a maggot feeder. Never get a pole out, unless it was a winter league. If they fished a winter league, they'd sometimes try and catch a roach. But that was exactly how they fished. And when it was their day, they were doing it from the start. Whereas the rest of be playing catch up, yeah. they had been on it from the start. And they won enough to keep themselves going there. Have you got, is there people like that? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, if, um, if someone's if it's pellet fishing, there's certain anglers that, that oh we know it's pellet fishing now. And if it's if it's worms, you know it's a certain angler that's uh, winning winning. So it's definitely worm fishing. And yeah, there's definitely there's definitely um, that we've got def- definitely some of those anglers. I think that's really interesting. So so now this year, as I mentioned right at the very start, you got to fish for England. Yes. yes. How did that come about? Just just t- t- start from the beginning. Um, not, so, not from when you were nine going out no, with your dad. <laughs> no. So I basically, I'd done my couple of years back and then I thought, you know what, I'm go- why not? I'm just going to go try, try and just get picked. So I'd gone, gone to the trial, I'd gone out. Um, before that, I thought, right, sort of what sort of fishing did I need to do? And it was silverfish fishing bit of bloodworm fishing on the canal Thought right that's fine i can do that so um obviously got in touch with a few people and to be and i'm i was lucky enough that my alex had spoken to alan scothorn about it and al, al had said oh yeah i'll just pop down one day tell her tomorrow i'll meet her on canal and i'm like wow there's there's yeah what great opportunity do you get to go with five times world champion and it, yeah, he showed me rigs, how to feed, when to feed. He he'd watch the flow; it'd go under, and he went, "That's a roach. That's a perch. That's a roach. That's another perch." I'm like, "How?" And he was never ever wrong. It was ridiculous, mm. but like, I've, yeah, I, and just picking other people's brains and stuff. So that's how I was practicing. And then I went for the trial first, the trial previous year. Didn't get picked. Got told what I needed to do. Um, need to improve on, worked on it, 
did it again. So then beginning of this year, um, found out that the trials were at making. So the week up to it, I took the week off work and I went every day practicing on the lake, fish, fish for skimmers. And then on the trial, I think um, it, it fished really hard, really hard. Um, and I, I think I was second. And yeah, I got the tap on the shoulder and got told I was... I'd got my place in the squad, which was over the moon with, mm. yeah, yeah. Because it's it's, I'm not going to say it's a fixed squad, but because there is a there's a bit of rotation in it, but there's yeah. a couple there that have been there for some time and yeah, are, would be very very difficult. Like Bob was, like Bob, Bob Nudd, like Kevin Ashurst was, like Alan was, like Steve Gardner was. That you never really get. Well, I suppose eventually you do get too old. Uh, to yeah. fish a world championship, get too old to fish for England. But certainly 50 or 60, you're not too old to fish for England. So when it gets to someone, you've got to say, well, I'm sorry, but we've got like a 35-year-old yeah. that's got to come in now because if you're for another 10 years, they're going to be too old. And, and you know, I, I remember Dick Clegg said some years ago that he would never, ever have an angler fish for England under 30. Okay. Under 30 was too young to fish for England. And then you started getting ginger, you know, you started getting people like Godfrey winning world yeah. championship at every single level. And you can't leave these people out. And, no. and James and, and, and that little, almost the guru crew and, and, and that little mob, they're so good at everything. Yeah. That, they're another level. You know, Exactly. It is another level. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I fished a lot with Steve Gardner. I fished a lot with Will Rays and, and they always had something. I mean, I, I used to say to people when I was sitting there and didn't know what to do, I would put my head in my hands and say, what would Gardner do? Yeah. And, and sometimes I'd get the answer because he was, he's a very positive angler. Like I, I was quite a positive angler. I did wind him up a few. We drew next to each other 11 times. And I think I think it's six five to me. It might be seven four to me, but I always drew a better peg because he told me. <laughs> we drew next to each other one day at West Drayton on the canal, which is notoriously difficult, where you get micro roach and, and perch on um, bloodworm and joker. You'd miss bites on bloodworm because the fish were too small. And you'd catch him on Joker, wow. but you've got the odd big perch in amongst them. But I sussed out how to get bigger roach. I fed Joker and fish Pinky. And you didn't get anywhere near as many, but you'd get yeah. like two ounces. And and the others were sort of six or seven to the ounce. So you needed quite a lot. And, and I was doing him on these roach one day and he got a great big perch. And I thought, oh, that's all I need. And he netted it, put it in, then started giving it. You, know, <laughs> he, he, you don't mind giving me a bit in the ear. So, um, and then I got one. Oh, it's not as big as mine. No, it's not. But I've got a few ropes though. Steve. No, yeah, it's not as big as mine. My, my, my perch was, and I got a perch. Another perch, anyway. He, but then he got another perch. I think it was two and a half ounces to me in that. But that was that was one of the the great matches. I, I never did any good at West Drake. And I, you you had to draw to win. You had to really draw Bream to win. And and I drew them once, and they were rolling about in my peg and fizzing and popping. So I went back to my car. So I didn't get too excited. When I got back, there were three pegs down <sighs> in front of Dame Field, who won the match. But anyway, that's it. So anyway, back back to the. So where was the World Championships this year? It was in Serbia. Mm-hmm. And what so, was the fishing um, like? Um, it was it, it was solid to put it. It was just ridiculous. It was um, it, it's re we we thought we had the right. Well, we did. Um, but there was like two sections that were mega deep. We you needed like six, six and a half foot, seven max, and there was others that were like nine like really deep like top fives and mm. you it, you just didn't they did, the fish didn't want to be in that depth they just didn't want to be there you'd catch like the old one and we drew them sections but yeah we, we had really bad those i abby had it on the first day and then i drew the next peg to where abby was and it was just, it was horrible. But like, you'd look next door, and she had the lovely, lovely depth, the right depth, and she'd be catching. And it was just, yeah, it was. And but, um, and then some of the teams just went all out bleak. And I, 
the Croatians on the first day I, I sat behind Helen and I, I watched one of the Croatian girls and she just sat. I watched her from the start until the end. She sat on a foot plate and she just sat. She was like a machine. It was, she, she I think she had like nearly 200 fish in first hour. It was unreal. And she she won the section actually, she, yeah. Bleak fishing and and um, yeah, it was just it was it's just a buzz that you can't explain. That's the sort of fishing that, like we said earlier, like the, the one method people at the venues we go yeah. to. You've you've got to really put the blinkers on yeah. and do that, yeah. and you've got to be very confident in the method. But you can, you know, if if you, it's an old adage that on on the. Um, on the Division One National, up until fairly recent times, if your lowest weight was a kilo, you'd walk it. If your lowest weight was a kilo, tw- if you twelve man teams, it was then. If none of your team had less than two pound, the only the exception to that was the one on the the, the Upper Trent in nineteen eighty three, when we had a bloke with two pound eleven and a half, and he was last but one on the section, but that was an exceptional exceptional match. The, the, the Upper Trent then was in its peak, and then it died just died completely um but normally if if your lowest weight was a kilo so if you think right if we get three kilos we know that's going to be top six at worst then if your lowest place is six there's not many times you won't win a national you won't win a world championship it isn't always the case but there's been a couple this year when it's not been like that but quite often that's it and if you can guarantee that five or six points then you're a long way towards doing it. But when you've got those, those kind of places with depths, fish want to feed at a depth. Gloucester yeah. Canal is a classic place for that. The fish want to be at eight to nine foot. So if you ain't got, it might, it might be next to the tins, you're eight to nine foot. It might be three quarters of the way over. Yeah. But if you haven't got it anywhere else, you've got to fish at eight, eight and a half, nine foot and, and, and bring the fish off the bottom. We, world championships aren't like that, are they? Because yeah. you've got to put your bed in at the start. Yeah. Got to yeah, put your bait in. Yeah, that must, that bait, must yeah. have been tricky. So you enjoyed it, though? Yeah, um, it was an experience. It was, I think everyone thinks, oh, you're going abroad, it's got, it'll be a really nice holiday. In a, it, it's not like that. It's a, it's a right grueler, <laughs> proper yeah. grueler. You're up early, you're, you're fishing in like, and it was hot. I'm not very good in heat, and it was very, very hot. And, and like, because we're all fishing pot, it, it was like burning your, it was, it was, yeah. It was an experience, good experience, because it's just it's made me want it more and try and get my my spot in the squad for next year. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing how poles burn, don't they? Really, really, yeah. You know, if, if you can use the the white sec, the silver sections, the M ones, yeah. it's not too bad. But if you're fishing like the top six, and, and there's not, I can't think. Is there a way around? You just wear gloves. Um, I wore gloves, but the problem you've got is then, like, if you're having to like use you, you like getting caked up with your bait, it was it, basically it was just you had to grin and bear it. Yeah, yeah. you had to that sort of a... like hold your pole and have it so it went over your knuckle a bit, so it it wasn't as painful. <laughs> but it's, yeah, what you do for fishing? I know, I know what that's like. Did, but did you? What about how long did you go before the match? Did you have a week there training? Um, yeah, we got there on the Saturday, um, and then the those two f- those two vans that went, and um, then they drove over to Serbia, and we flew over. So we got there. Sat- we we went down to the venue and had a look, and then um, the Monday was when we we fished the venue officially. And, yeah, now was- I think I'm right in saying, apart from I don't, I don't know if. Your entry is paid. I know your insurance is provided, but mostly you have to pay for everything yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We we fund it all ourselves. Yeah, so that's why we do a bit of fundraising and to try and help towards it all for the for the team. It, it it's quite astonishing to me that that Sport England, UK Sport, whoever it is at the time, they 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 fund elite sports. So if you're in the Olympic Games. Then you've got, and you're good enough. Then you've got a chance of a bit of funding, but it's not your fault. Anglia's not at the Olympic Games. It's not Angler's fault that Anglia's not at the Olympic Games. And when you see the dedication and the cost that's involved and the getting there, it's it always. 
frustrates me that the best chance some people have got of being able to compete in a world championship is being able to afford it. Mm. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, I don't think selection should be based on whether you can afford three or four grand for a week to go and represent your country. And I know angling is far from the only sport. And I know that the Olympics not that long ago was exactly like that. You know, that's why so many double-barrelled names won Olympic medals in the 1950s and 60s, because that's how it was. And it's only since sort of it it became professional with a small P and now with a large P um, that you could do it. But it is, it, it must be a huge concern you must the first thought i would think in your mind is can i afford to go for the trials can i afford if if i get picked how much is it going to take out of my household budget my angling budget what you know are we going to be on peanut butter sandwiches for for a couple of weeks that that must be a concern yeah it is um it is we we're quite lucky at the minute because we uh We've moved in with Alex's parents to save oh, up nice. um, for a deposit for a house, but um, we haven't got any outgoings. So we, our we don't do anything else apart from fish. We, we, we're really lucky that because I don't think it'd work if either of us were with someone who didn't fish because we both are so so involved in in the industry. We're it's so working. selfish. Yeah, we yeah. It's a very very selfish sport and. But you've got to be selfish if you want to get to a certain level in the sport, sure. and and we both understand. Like tonight, I'll I'll finish this podcast, and then I've I've got my hooks to tie and my rigs to tie, and we, we yeah we we sit in the same room, but we're doing to, like totally different stuff. Yeah. And it, but or I've got to go down. I've got to go down to the garage and check my uh, bloodworm, my joker that got delivered. It, but like it. Yeah, but we just yeah we we understand that it it takes a lot of time and we don't we we see each other but we don't and it costs a lot of money but we both understand that that's the commitment that we're willing to hopefully one day it'll pay off and well we we just what we enjoy it so much that it, we we don't mind yeah. But yeah. it's also the commit. We're lucky that our family is what our, both our families are, are, are so supportive and they understand because we miss birthdays and we miss family events and stuff. But they understand that, and yeah. we're really lucky that we're in a position that we can do what we want to do in the fishing industry and fish and put put the amount of time that you need to. People don't. No one else is going to tie up. Well, tie your hooks for you. I wouldn't trust anyone to tie my hooks for me and do my rigs. You, you've Kenny, got to... Kenny Giles told me that. You, you, you know, Ken, you know of Kenny Giles, obviously. Yeah. When he was, when he was, uh, him and Clive were running uh, running the Shakespeare show, the Shakespeare Super Team. I, I was talking to him one day. I, I really get on well with Kenny. I like Kenny Giles a lot. And um, we were talking about because Camasan had just bought out hooks to nylon, and Kenny Collins has said they're as good as I can tie. And Ken Giles said to me. I could never use a hook someone else had tied. I'd never know who to kick if it came off. And and I think that's that's exactly right. You know, if if you come in one day with a pig's tail, you know it's, it's you've had fault. that one loop has gone yeah. the wrong side of the spade or whatever. You know it's your fault and you can berate yourself as much as you like. But if that was someone who you didn't know and you'd done it through laziness because you couldn't be asked to tie them. And, and I, I've got to say... I, that's that's why I loved river fishing so much. I never pre-tied hooks because I, I don't like hook lengths. When I, I use hook lengths when I'm river fishing, but I use a water knot. I don't use loop to loop. Yeah. So you got to use, and I'm I'm just as quick to tie one on. But uh, yeah, I, I've got a few rigs made up. I'm, I remember I used one hook once. It was a 24 Drenum bloodworm hook, and I used it on five matches. And at oh, the end no. of the the end of the fifth month, fifth one, it was. The bottom half of it was gold. All the red had worn off it. And the only reason I lost it, I swung a fish in, went to a two-ounce roach, went to grab it, maybe an ounce and a half roach, and it came off and the hook went in the knuckle of my little finger. 
and I had to use a disgorger to get it out and it bent it so much getting it out I had to tie another rook on. I was gutted. I'd had about I can't four hundred nod roach on, on that, that one hook and I wouldn't don't throw a don't throw a hook away that's as good as that. You keep that one on. But yeah, it's uh, but I, I dare say now you I've I've got rigs in my box. Got the same hooks on when I put on them. Oh God no, knows. no. Um, everything gets bitten off and it's a fresh hook, a fresh rig and a fresh hook length every time. Mm. And if it doesn't look right when I put my bait on, I bite it off and put on a fresh one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm yeah, for that just, as well yeah. because so many times, oh, that one will be all right. No, You put no. a maggot on and you put a bloodworm on, oh, did it burst? Oh, that's all right. And you no. drop your next fish. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm a bit like very fussy how they look and how they do, but I'm 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 not – not that fussy. I used to take three winders to Gold Valley, one for Gold Lake, one for Middle Lake, and one for Syndicate. <laughs> and there were three rigs on each winder. No. There was a shallow. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a shallow rig and on the drop rig and a bottom rig on every winder. Three winders. That's all you need. Don't need any more. <laughs> that see, that's old school. That's old school yeah. river fishing, mate. Old school. It's not like that today. I see. I see you put, when you put pictures up your time rigs and, and other people's box. I've just tied a few, and there's trays and rows and rows and rows, thousands of pounds worth of floats. Now, bit of peacock that'll do. <laughs> if it's too long, get your scissors out, and cut the top off. <laughs> done that. Done. Been there. Done that. So, um. What you, where are you fishing at the moment? Is it mixed fishing or, or are you mostly commercials at the minute? Um, at the minute, I'm doing a lot of feeder fishing, actually. Oh, yeah. Believe yeah, it or not. That's the, that's the new rock and roll. It's the new trend, yeah. But There's more feeder and bomb matches than there are actual matches. matches. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Um, if This will make my dad chuckle, though, because when I was a kid, I, if I ever got, went and drew a peg, someone would say, oh, you need to chuck chuck a feeder to that island that was it my head had gone i'm like dad i want to go home i'm not doing that i'm not fishing a rod where i've made myself do it because i think well i'm not good at it i don't like doing it so i've got to get get better at it i don't like not being able to do something so Mm. that's why i've last year i did it where i started the leagues and fished it and now it's 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 it makes you think about your fishing a bit differently because you can't pick a pole up and think oh i'll I'll just do rattle a bit of pe- few pellets in there you've got to think right how do i do it with a rod how do I do it with a bomb i'll take an inch off or i'll put yeah. six inch on you can't yeah. you can't do that no, can you with your no, feeder fishing no. I, I know that i mean i had a rule that i only fished a feeder if i was going to win oh okay if it was the only way to win yeah then i'll throw a feeder out but if it wasn't then you know I, I, no i didn't uh, and I've, I've, I've been very lucky feeder fishing. I've had some great weights feeder. My best tramp weight, I have 58 pound at a, a chub at Fiskerton, chucking a feeder at the far bank. But I had to borrow a, a shock leader off Dave Harrell. Because <laughs> heaviest line I'd have was three pound. And you can't cast a two and a half ounce feeder right no. across peg 90 at Fiskerton without a shock leader. And he'd just been sponsored by Water Queen. So I know he had some line to spare. So, <laughs> and at the end of the match, I bit it off and went up and gave it back to him. It's all like a big, crinkly, horrible thing where it <laughs> cast all the way across it and wound all these chub back. Yeah, but but I, I, it wasn't. Uh, no, I, 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 people say, do you have a night fish? I said, no, I only fish when I can see me float. And, yeah. and that's it. I, I, I like float fishing. I. I, I I really understand now. I understand just how much skill there is involved in feeder fishing. Now, when you see how much better than the rest, exactly the same as float fishing and stick. John yeah. Allison, there are, there are a few John Allison on the stick floats on the feeder. You know, when you, you you see how people progress and how some people have gone to carp fishing and come back. People like Joe Jagger, for example, um, who was a very very good. Carp. He was a Lovely as a lad, like you, was match fishing. Yeah. That's all he wanted to do. And then he got to the dark side and was going everywhere and catching big carp. And he's come back to match fishing and fishes a pole and all the rest of it. But the skills he learned carp fishing now stand in really, really good stead on, on feeder matches. Very and, well, and, yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's a very interesting thing. I mean, I've got I don't know how many feeder rods I've got here. It's quite a few. Um, most of them have still got the plastic on. <laughs> not really but uh, no i've, I've um I, I i enjoy doing it for big fish i enjoy doing it on the river and i used to you know we go to gold valley and I, and i one or two as Ivor marks used to say one or two tricks up my pocket <laughs> for, for gold valley that, that worked on on the feeder yeah um, talking about tricks do you ever 
get something and think, I'm not telling him that. Who? Telling Alex? Alex? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you then try it and when it really works? Yeah. You say, and that, you know, yeah. Do you know how I beat you today? I've been doing it for six weeks. And <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there was a certain thing that I'd been doing um, in the summer last year and he sort of like came up after Matt. Well, he weighed me in, and then he says, "Well, what's that on the foot on, on your foot plate?" I was like, "Well, isn't that what you've been feeding?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh, right. I thought you just knew." <laughs> uh, yeah, we we do have a few few things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered because obviously it's great you can bounce ideas off each other. It's the perfect thing because yeah. you can just sit there. But but yeah, just to have have one or two little tricks. Yeah, I thought I thought you might. Yeah. Not that I don't trust you, but I, I just, I just <laughs> thought you might. So you, you're mostly on commercials at the minute, feed yeah, fishing, or yeah. you, you got um, any canals? To, any? Um, I'm actually it, going on Sunday um, on the Stainy. We've got a bloodworm nice. match. Nice. Um, Tom Scully's organised it. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I'm fishing that, and then I'm on the Spring League. Um, that's on the Aaron Calder Canal. That starts. Oh yeah. I think um, March. I think that starts. So, and then I'll be, uh, I think on a Wednesday, they have an open match on somewhere on the air and colder on different stretches. So I fish those um, in that, that's all my new year fishing. And I'll sort of like my commercial stuff will take a back seat. Yeah. But, uh, it's quite varied the air and colder because some of it's deep and flowing, isn't it? Yeah. I've got the right place, haven't I? Yeah, it's yeah, huge yeah. Huge bags of roach. Yeah, yeah. Huge. And then, and then you'll, you, you'll have to drop what I, I never, I never ever draw it but uh there's the uh, motorway bridge where you, where people run up there and uh apparently it's 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 solid of bream but I'd, i'm usually down at the far end next to the car park where it's yeah, yeah you'd be solid. next to me yeah probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's that's the thing there's places on rivers that i've never been to either that, uh, you just hear where... about them and see pictures that people yeah. take. yeah oh there's bream here oh Oh, yeah. oh, where'd you catch those tench? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> if you could, um, what's your favourite type of fishing? What, what if, if you could only, and I, I know this isn't the case and you'd get bored with it, but if you could only fish one thing, if you could say, right, you're going fishing this, this weekend, you can go anywhere you like, you yeah. can have what peg you like, where would you go and how would you fish? And it can oh, be it can be Lindo, you know. You might say I want peg five on Benny's or, or whatever. Um, any time of year. Yeah. I would probably tell you what I quite enjoy going on beaches at Lindo because you catch loads of tench, tench oh, and hide on maggots, and then you get the random F one and carp as well. Is there any yeah. way you can sort those bigger fish out, the carp out, or do they just happen along? Um, you can. You can fish maggots or you can fish a little bit longer, probably fish like 11 and a half metres and just pin casters and you'll catch eye, tench, F1s and then you'll get the carp coming in because they just automatically, you'll ca- it'll go quiet and then you'll just catch two carp and, or a few F1s and then yeah. your tench will come back. I've got, I've got yeah. to say that the eyed, they're okay. They're not my favourite fish. They, they, <laughs> they, well, they, they fight funny, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're, Normally, they're odd. They're a bit different. Yeah, you think you've got a bit of old weed on, you get it in your head and something goes, and you've got yeah. a fish. And you, you catch them randomly shallow, but really, really like, they're like dace fishing. Oh, it took me years to sort the dace out on the lower Thames down here. It took me ages. And I've never been anywhere long enough to sort out the eyed. Um, our friend of mine, Gordon Bullock, he's got some lakes at, near Ilford, Redbridge Lakes, and he's got loads of eyed in those. And we've had a couple of little old codgers get-togethers there, but I've never taken me kit. Um, but I've watched people fish, and I think, look at those bites he's missing. Yeah. He would have missed all those bites on the Thames with the days 40 years ago. And I knew how to sort those out, and I'd love to have a go at sorting <laughs> it out. But, um, but yeah, I never did. But they, that was their... They're funny fish. They're not my favourite fish, but they're um, yeah, they 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 feed most of the year, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Which, which yeah, is you, good. Yeah. You get the odd eyed, but there's a lot of tench showing on there. Nice. A lot, a lot of tench, and the nice sizes as well. Do they so, come up? Um, yeah. Well, it, you're better fishing just on the bottom for them. Um, really? With like a a four sixteens rig. I'm telling you all oh, the yeah. secrets now. With four sixteens rig, 
and just the, that's the best rig to fish for them. And yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we, when um, when Willow Park first opened, that was a great tench fishery, and and you'd catch shallow. And if people turned up there that didn't know, you threw ground bait in, proper ground yeah. bait that went to the bottom. All oh, right, and then fish shallow over the top of it. Oh, and and which was really weird, and it threw a lot of people. When we had a we had a um, and a, a UK champs there, yeah, and um, I drew between a couple of ghoulies, and and threw ground bait in and fish shallow, and they until well, one of them scratching saw, the reds. Yeah, till one of them saw me float as I netted the fish. I was trying to net the fish and, and drop the float into the net at the same time. And Steve Canty sussed me out and uh, worked out I was catching shallow. I did it at um, Roundo Park in Leeds on one of oh, the old yeah. Shimano matches. Yeah, I, I drew a really horrible deep peg next to me mate from down here, Dave Costa, and exactly the same. Balled it in 10 big balls at the start and then fished two foot deep with Castor over the top in 10 foot of water. And didn't have many roach. I, I think I... Sorry, eleven roach for seven pound or something, but it was it was that kind of fishing that and yeah, so so that, that but it is interesting that that tench will quite often come up, and I wondered if that was the case at beaches, but and it might be you might just not have told me because if you won't tell Alex anything, you're definitely not going to tell me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're this weekend you're on the bloodworm. Yes, yeah. So uh, Saturday, swimming. Saturday, I'm bombing feet. We've got our individual. No, sorry, it's the pairs. There's a, a pairs league, bomb and feeder league, and an individual. And I'm on both of those. And this Saturday is the pairs. So um, we're doing all right, actually. We're, I don't know whether we're, sec- we're second at the minute on the pairs league. So we just needed half decent draw again. Is that weight? Saturday. Pardon? Is it a weight? Is it a weight match? It's a weight, yeah. 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 I think they're good because there's you know, so many people now are so good. Uh, if it's points, you know you're. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'd be one of those up the top, but you know that to keep people interested, they've got to have the puncher's chance, haven't they? Yeah, they've got to have the puncher's chance. And but one, one, I will make it the last question because it sounds ever so patronising. But there's not much of you, is there? Uh, no, I'm small. Yeah, quite exactly, small. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I, 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 <laughs> What's it like when you're in a, a day like, I don't know what your day's been like today up there, but it's been a hoolie here. Yeah. And you think, well, I've got to fish 14 metres or, or 15, 16 metres. How, how do you, you cope with that? I mean, obviously you've got strength, but what what kind of techniques have you had to develop to fish with those long? Because I don't care how good poles are. I don't care how much you pay for them. When you're fishing 16 metres a pole, it's heavy. Yeah. No one likes to do it. If no. they if the, if the like fishing 16 metres, then the, there's something wrong with them. Um, but the, <laughs> Or they've got a big advantage like yeah, Scott, yeah, who's got, yeah. got hands like dinner plates yeah, who can yeah, yeah. handle anything, yeah. Yeah, I actually watched him fish um, 18 metres on the next peg to me at Tunnel once. That was, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, I, I've, it's just how, you, how I sit on my box. Make sure my, my box is sat right and my legs are in the right position so I can like I just sort of like sit with my arm right on right to my body and just just sort of hug my pole if that makes sense it just it sits make perfect across sense. my legs and just sort of like I don't strike lifting my pole in my hands it's just like I move my toe and that's a strike so yeah. it's all just being comfy and just getting everything right yeah I've just I've always that was the most imp- I got told that that's Take as long as you want to set your po- your seat box up and to plumb up. Yeah. Most Did Tommy tell you thing. that? Yeah. Because I, I thought, yeah, I, yeah. I guessed it would be because yeah. Tommy is really into that and he's yeah. really into comfort and that when when you work out your leverages, if you did your trigonometry at school, you know you yeah. move 16 metres, five centimetres at this end and it yeah. moves that many metres at the other, that many centimetres at the other, so you don't have to, none of that. No, no, no. Zorro stuff. No, it's, uh, yeah. No. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, see, I know I'd learn something. I know I'd learn something. Listen, mate, it's been absolute May and May. It's been, because um, we're still mates, it's been absolutely great talking to you. I'm so glad you could spare the time because I know how busy you are. Now you've got to go down to the garage and swim all that joker. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and is it a lean match or a blood or a ground bait match? Um. Feeding round bait initially and then topping up with a lean. 
I believe. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't mind. I didn't didn't like lean matches. I like my one method. I'd get there, mix me two bags up, put me put me. I had a formula for knocking it up with with um, grey lean, sticky lean, and um, I'd put three, um, five very hard ones in, then five medium hard ones, then three softish ones, and cup one in at the end that was just not even squeezed. And that was it. I didn't have to do it. All my weight was gone. I didn't have any more to throw in. So that was great. If it did work, it did work. If it worked, fantastic. That was great. Listen, mate, lovely talking to you. Thanks so much, as I said, for spending the time. Um, give my regards to Alex. Say hello to your mum and dad for me. I will. And, um, and, and hopefully one day we'll bump into each other somehow on the bank. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, mate. It's great talking to you. My great thanks to May Potter for stirring a few memories and giving us a fantastic insight into her angling career. I wish her every success for the future and a long and successful international career. Just think, I beat her by four ounces when she was ten and I was a regular match angler. Yeah, she really is that good. Thank you for listening and I'll be back soon with another guest on The Strange Boat but for now from me, Keith Arthur, it's cheers and tight lines. Podcast Network.